There are consequences to doing TP. There are consequences of building a really close, honest, trusting relationship with a child who went through pain. Most of these kids went through sexual abuse or other kind of childhood trauma. Their thinking is crumb, is twisted, is broken. And it's very, very hard to learn how to connect to somebody who, besides for the sins and besides for the dysfunction, just the thinking is just so off. And when you try to do normal thinking, you find that it makes the patient worse. Just today, right before group, my sister called me. She was at a wedding last week and sitting next to her was someone she knows for, we grew up together, so... I don't want to date how old my, I don't want to date my sister. I don't, I don't want to date my sister, obviously, but I don't want to, you know what that means when you say, I don't want to date my sister. Anyway, I don't want to date how old, you understand what I'm saying. They know each other for about 65 years. And this woman about 20 years ago had a son who was the cutest, yummiest, sweetest boy. And he started spiraling, spiraling, and spiraling. And he had what they call addiction. We don't really deal with that word here in TP too much, but, and then he was an addict and, um, passed away. He overdosed. And, uh, this was a long time ago. It was like in the beginning of the, of the terror from the earlier cases. Sweet boy, delicious, yummy boy, kid in, in cheder in second grade, third grade, fourth grade. You would never believe that this could be the kid who goes off the derech and at the same time. And there's a lot to learn from that because, you know, off the derech, on drugs, you know, what causes both of them? They're not off the derech. They can't be on the derech when they're suffering and they're struggling. She met my sister last week and sat next to her at a chasana and she said that she never heard of me and because she's out of this parsha already 20 years and somehow she heard one of my shiurim and at the wedding she starts crying and she tells my sister if I would have heard Avi's speeches my son would be alive she said he started to, to act out and misbehave and we went and paid a lot of money, and the advice was, be tough, be tough, be tough. If you're not home by a certain time, we lock the door. If you're going to use the money for things that we don't approve of or that are bad for you, we're not giving you money. The whole thing. That's all the world knew then. Now I believe that every year they change, and I become a little bit less crazy in their eyes a little bit less every year. And then so many of them eventually come to me and say, you were right. The kids need acceptance and love and support. And that's what keeps them safer. And the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding that, that they're burying kids and we're not. We lost Nebuch kids. I always talk about it because it's, it's my neshama. But we have to get real. Statistically, not even like a quarter of 1%, not even a half of 1%, whatever, under 1%. And they're, they're dealing with, with 50%, whatever it is. It, and we never sent a kid away, and we never had a, a, a suicide. And every day I'm nervous because these kids are suicidal. We don't have any openly 
whatever I can, it's not the time, but like we, we accomplished so much and they're, they're, no, you, you can't, cause they have this, this, this mentality that you can't, you can't give, you can't supply. It doesn't make any sense to them. And they're right. It does not make any sense, but it doesn't work. And what we're doing, maybe it takes time till you understand it, but it does work. And now all of a sudden the brilliant ones, the smart ones are calling me up and saying, so let me explain to you why, why it works. And then it becomes, it's push it. Of course, you're not going to fight a kid. Yeah, what do you think you're going to gain? You have to be on his side. And in order to do this, it's undercover, paradoxical. They have all kinds of names. Trauma world, deciding to cop. So there are consequences, though, of doing TP. One of the consequences is that when you're very, very close to a dysfunctional person and they could share honestly, without having to filter themselves. Because you know what it's like for those kids who have to think 82 times before they talk. We're adults, supposedly. We're mature, supposedly. We're stable, supposedly. And it's hard for us to filter our, our words. Example, they asked Chavetz Chaim, with all these rules of Shmir Salashen, you know, how, how can you ever talk? Or maybe they didn't ask him directly, they asked about him. And people said he talked freely. Because once he mastered what to do, what not to do, there's tons you could talk about. But if someone starts learning Shmir Sinai, they just, Shmir Salashin, they just have so many obstacles. Oh, I can't say this, can't say this, can't. Try it. It's very, very hard. Once it's second nature, it's very easy. So in the beginning, when, when, when you start TP, you're walking on eggshells. I don't know what to say. I don't know what not to say. I can't criticize. I could, can I I say this? Can I say that? Once you have, it's so easy. It becomes not just second nature. It becomes first nature. And that's really what all the G'daylam did naturally. They knew how to naturally talk to somebody in a way that would boost them. And they knew what would boost them and what would hurt them. And they wouldn't hurt. And they would only boost. It's like their natural response. And, and uh, that's why I'm collecting. I have over 6,000 collect, collect, collection stories collected. And you see how each one, how come we didn't think of that? How come the manal of the yeshiva that wanted to throw the kid out didn't think of fixing the problem the way the gadol did or the gudel did, if it's chasidish? They always had a, a, a way to fix the problem that we didn't, small-minded people didn't think. We're becoming big gedolim over here in TP, and we're becoming derhaven. In the beginning, it's so uncomfortable. Oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And then we learn. So easy. It's so freeing. So we know what it's like when we have to start controlling our brain, and it hurts. We feel like, I need a break from this. Imagine them when they have to, uh, I can't say this. I have to put on my yarmulke. Where is it? I have to go home and put on yarmulke. I met a girl who, she was 14, about 14, 14 and a half years old. I never worked with girls and I never ever drove a girl somewhere or anything. I, I have always avoided that. Um, and, and this was an exception. I went to a, a drop-in center and they asked me, please take her home to Berlin. I put her in the back seat. It was like 1.30 in the morning. It shouldn't have been an exception. Today, I would just call Uber. In those days, it was before Uber. I don't know. I made an exception. Don't do it. It's not, you never know what the person could say about you. It's just not smart. Anyway, I drove her 30 blocks. That was the whole thing. And I see I'm going into Mamashi, Shivashi neighborhood, Chaimbala neighborhood. And she's she's sleeveless and open everything. And she looks terrible. And she's stoned. She looks terrible. And she starts talking. I started asking her. And she opened up to me. 
And just after a few minutes, she told me more stuff than you. She would tell a therapist. She felt comfortable, I guess. She knew, they sensed that I'm non-judgmental. They just have a sense. So she starts telling me, can you believe if I want to go home, I have to go to the backyard. There's a garbage bag over there. So it protects it from rain and from the elements. And inside, I have to put on my Besyakov uniform. I'm not in Besyakov. I'm a Chal Shabbos. Um, look at me. I'm not, not part of this thing. I have to dress up as Yaakov because my parents don't let me in the house otherwise. Otherwise, I'm, I'm, I'm homeless. I'm moving out. I'm moving. I'm going to move out. And I, I don't know this girl. I'm like, please don't move out. You're going to end up in a basement. You're going to end up without food. Who's going to take care of you? You're a young girl. It was before TP. I didn't know the I didn't know what to do. I just watched the destruction. I don't know what happened to her. I didn't ask her her name. I don't remember the address. If she's not, I'll say it in, in a nicer way. If she is alive, I would be very surprised. If she's alive and thriving, it would be an open miracle. Because she couldn't. She was drugging herself to, to the point of numbing out, letting herself be taken advantage of. And there's always guys out there who will say, come, I'll take you in. No, no, no Jew will be left outside. No Jew will be left homeless. They used to have Facebook um, um, thing. It was after that time a little bit, a little short while later, that Facebook chats. And now they have WhatsApp chats. If there's a, anybody who doesn't have a place to sleep, there's some guy who will take them in. But I'll take advantage of them, boy or girl, but especially girl, especially young girl, especially pretty girl. Come, I only have one bed, but I'll share it with you. They, it's so it's so so scary. But I saw what happens when when we have these 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 rules and these boundaries. So this lady tells my sister, if 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 I would have listened to you, your brother, my son would be alive today. And I said, I'm so sorry I caused her pain. She said, but all the money that we paid, everything, everything drove him further where he just needed love, and all the rules and all the consequences and all the boundaries that pushed him out of our lives and into the grave. But there are consequences of what we're doing. Because now, if you're able to do it, you have a relationship with someone who's acting completely. I don't want them to have 1% of I have to dress up for you. Because then it spoils the broth, spoils the medicine. There's no dress up, not for me, for anybody. Mamish, the same as we do for physical illness. Someone who gets hit by a car. And it comes out of the hospital. Someone has Yanamachla. Someone has anything physical. When they come inside, they come to the Shabbos table by the soup. We don't say, that's the way you come. You know, we have guests here. Maybe you cover up. There's no hassle. Stop hassling. Like the Gary Rebbe told somebody. Such a great story because it's the whole TPR regal achas. The guy told me the story himself. I have it recorded. And he had a son who was off the derech. And he went into the Rebbe and the Rebbe said, Take away all pressure from him. Is that clear? Now think about your mind and what you were doing before TP. So much pressure. How Don't talk like this. Don't, don't come late. How to dress. You're taking somebody who's broken and you're, you're trying to pressure him. Of course he's going to run away and of course he's going to need more drugs and he's going to go outside, especially if it's a girl. The less sneeze that, that, that we struggle with, the outside on the street, Hey, you look great today. Pull it up higher. So what are we up against? Try to go ahead if, if you sit like this and sit like, like this. See how long you could do it before. It hurts. It hurts to dress up. And if your Rav and your Shul said, 
start criticizing you. Look, you can't come this, you can't sit here, you can't do this, you can't. You can also, even an adult doesn't like rejection. And we're rejecting somebody because we're expecting them, like to us, it's like a Dover Pushit. You don't do that. You don't, you know, you don't make a plan and cancel it. They make plans and cancel it. You don't make a trip and not show up. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. You can't, you can't, you can't. Now we're, we're past that. We take away all lachats. The guy asked the rabbi, but, 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 Shabbos, but, but, but I want to tell him not to use his phone in my house, but I want to tell him to dress normal, to put on a yarmulke. And the rabbi, very unusual, picked, picked himself up on his chair and his arms, leaned a, 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 like a head into him, towards him and said, Alice meint Alice. All, everything means everything. I said, You should have no lachats. And the world says, no, they need to learn. Then how are they going to learn? How are they going to learn anything if you don't pressure them? How are they going to learn the value of money if you keep on giving them money? No, that's not the way this works. The big tzaddikam understood it. But there's consequences because now you're having a conversation. Like last night, I had a Zoom call with parents and they said, I have to hear all this dysfunction. She's telling me what she's doing. So Bar Hashem, she's opening up to me. But Oila Aznaim Shekach Shamati, I'm a from person. I'm a Besiakov girl, she told me the mother. I'm I'm innocent, and my daughter's talking to me about what she's doing. Terrible, terrible stuff. Yeah, it's a miracle that she's talking to me. First of all, she wouldn't talk to me for two, three years before that, and certainly not about this. And all the other girls out there that are not, they would never dream about talking this stuff to their mother and the language and the attitude and the Goyesha mentality and the broken mentality. And, and also I know this guy's taking advantage of her and she's thinks, Oh, like, like, Oh, he really likes me. No, he just wants one thing from you. Don't you see it? And you want to give advice and you want to stop her and you want to tell her this is not acceptable behavior. And you know, all the logic, but it doesn't go into her brain. And we have to go undercover because I want one thing I want after that conversation she gives you a hug and she says, so easy to speak to you. That's why we don't interrupt. And that's why we have all the twisted responses. And then there's another consequence. Now they're coming out of their room. And a lot of parents are like, oh, I wish they would stay in their room. That is going towards death. Coming out of the room is going towards life. But now you have a girl or a boy or a girl walking around the house in their underwear. Sometimes literally. Sometimes pajamas, sometimes underwear. And this is the road to healing. They don't do this three years later, but it's very difficult. Where they come, like you said, to the Shabbos table. And at the Shabbos table, they're they're chaperoning, they're bothering the other kids, they're commenting negative, they're bothered by people's chewing. And, you know, they're very sensitive, they're sensitive to the fathers. It's like all of a sudden you have an HSP, highly sensitive person, times a million, trauma uh, a tra- trauma baby um, sitting in the middle of the table in the middle of a normal family allergic to Jewish words so you can't sing zmiris you can't make brachas you can't the, the smell of Jewish food bothers them and and all of these things it's like this is a consequence of saving your kid's life and it improves over time one of the things we have to realize nothing that that they do, if we're doing our job, stays forever. Everything is a a chapter. Time is on our side when you're doing TP properly. Now, many of you are not doing TP properly. You're doing just not 
giving anxiety, not yelling, not being angry, not pushing away. The Sur I think TP families are doing very good. Sur means not doing bad, not hurting your kid. But if you're not doing the asay type, the positive stuff, the surprises, the gifts, the wow factor, changing their, their mind, then you're going to be in these stages much longer. But if you're doing the real medicine, this is a stage. I want to explain what that means. I don't believe in doing anything like this that we do as a permanent thing. We do it in order to have access to the patient so you can do CPR. It is not CPR. It is getting to the patient to allow them to be within us so we can do the CPR, which is the fun, which is the wow. So the reason I say give money for this and do this and tolerate this and don't is because if you don't, you lose the patient. And if you do, they start to calm down. So you have a, you have a kid now that you just said in your own testimony that she's willing to hug you and she asks for a hug. A kid wouldn't let you touch her is now asking for a hug. If a girl or a boy doesn't let someone touch them, that, that's, first of all, a sign of sexual abuse, but it's a sign of a very dysfunctional person. If you can't let your parents touch you, you can't be close to them. If you can't let your parents touch you, you don't want their hug and their love. You're not going to be able to get married and have a sustainable life as an adult. It's a sign of tremendous health to allow your parents and then to want it and then to ask for it. You did that with Siata Deshmaia. But now you have a dysfunctional person coming to your Shabbos table, coming in the middle, coming with their phone, coming with this. And everybody says, but why can't you tell them? But why can't you tell them? Let's take a shortcut because this is not a TP training of the why. You can't. That's why. Because then they don't come to the Shabbos table. In their mind, it's like, oh, I got to got to do It's hard for them. You know, it's like imagine a woman who's thinking about going to a wedding of somebody that she's not that close with. What's the big deal? Just go to the wedding. What's the big deal? It's two hours. I need this. I need this. I got to get dressed and I can't wear the same dress that I wore to the bar mitzvah and I can't wear this thing. It's a lot, a lot of emotional work and, and heavy work. It's not a big deal. It's not like a guy who decides to go to a bar mitzvah. He walks into the bar mitzvah with what he's wearing and you're good to go. This is times a million. If I have to think, I'm going there. What does it mean? Oh, I have to, I have to, I have to checklist. Put away the phone, make sure it's on mute, make sure that I don't care about if it's not on mute because the medicine is not a problem. Be you, I'm be me. Not everybody turns white. <gasps> what happened? Did the phone ring? Normal thinking is it's a tragedy. The tragedy is that they are what they are, but to us, it's the medicine is saying, Don't worry, it's fine. You could park in front. Everything with your rough, everything with Das Tayra. We don't do a move without Das Tayra. And the big Das Tayra have no issue with these things. Sometimes the smaller, younger guys, then it's uncomfortable. I don't blame them. We didn't used to feel this way. Not that the Torah changed at all. We just didn't have these, these situations. The, the Zikanim, the real Paiskim, they understand that we're dealing with life and death. They understand that this works. And they understand that this is temporary. It's in order to stabilize them so we can heal them. Again, the healing part is the fun. You can't ignore that. The spas and the chalamite trips that we do, we don't wait for chalamite. And the fun and then the family and that it's a whole process. It takes a village to save a kid. But if you give, you give any negativity, you're not helping them. If you any control, it's making the, the patient worse. And even if they listen to you, it's still making the patient worse. So first of all, they don't listen to you. And they get agitated. They get aggravated. Don't criticize me. Don't tell me what to talk. Don't tell me don't say that. It, it pushes away the, the, the healing. 
But also, even if they say, okay, no problem, you still lost. Because I don't want you to tell them how to behave because they know how to behave. So I want them to really behave. And that comes out of not telling them what to do. You don't want your daughter to dress tzniyas. You want your daughter to want to dress tzniyas. You don't want your son to wear a yarmulke or to come to a wedding dressed not in jeans and a t-shirt and to behave normally. We don't want that. We want them to want that. And we want them to be able to do it. So anything that they know and you're teaching them and controlling them and stopping them, you're doing the opposite of healing them. The healing is letting it ooze out. And I learned this in Home Sweet Home. And at my Shabbos table, without TP and without being mentored and really just gut feeling 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago, my kids were four years old and their whole lives they grew up with this. New guy would move into Home Sweet Home and they would come Shabbos to my house. Took a few times they would be at my house until they got, you know, normal, a little bit to understand, a little bit tamed, so I could send them to other people's homes. And then they would go Shabbos to different places. But the beginning was by me. And the words that they said at my Shabbos table cannot be found in any Zmiris. You don't say it at a Shabbos table, these beep words. And, they, and we had to modify. And, and I, the, a lot of them were drunks. I didn't have alcohol on my Shabbos table for probably 20 years. <clears throat> Even afterwards, I used to come back and visit. And it just wasn't a part of Allah. So we don't drink alcohol because it wasn't good for them. So many things that changed. My kids grew up in a different atmosphere. Couldn't sing the regular mirrors. We don't. Everything is modified temporarily in order to be macar of them to the point that they're not allergic and that they can get along and that they can behave normally. That's when you know that you're giving the medicine. As long as you're at a point that you want to say advice or criticism which really the advice that you're giving is criticism because they're smart and they know, and you're just trying to advise them to do things differently than they want to do, which is really just calling them stupid and showing them how to do it right. Advice, criticism, rejection, all of that means you didn't give the medicine because when you give the right medicine over time with patients, they change. All of a sudden, they're normal. All of a sudden, they, 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 they know that you don't talk like this at a Shabbos table. All of a sudden, they have a friend that comes to visit and says something inappropriate, and they say... Don't say that. There's kids here. Ah, same kids. Three months ago, well, in Home Sweet Home, it worked faster. A year ago, you were the one saying it, and now you realize it's not appropriate. Ah, you came to my family's. That's not the way to come dressed to a wedding. They become more normal. So you have to make them normal, and that doesn't come by talking to them. But there are consequences. You have to hear stuff you never, ever dreamed that you want to hear. I had the same consequence. My first boy moved into Home Sweet Home, and he was in my house, Shabbos. And this is a boy who was four years on the street, homeless, lived in a truck, lived in a train, and he started cursing God. I'm a Philly boy. I, I, I don't know what to do, cursing Hashem. And these are all these stories that I'm telling you, you have to know this because you're dealing with this, either the same thing or shades of it, different shades of it. Things that you don't want to hear, right? I'm seeing this guy. He's cursing F-U-C-K-G-O-D. Shem Malchus. And I didn't even know at that point what molestation and rape was. I didn't know what I'm dealing with. I just, I'm listening to this and I'm not interrupting. 
and he's just how anger, anger against him and the smelly old, any smelly old rabbis. Any of your kids call that nebuch smelly? They lost faith in the whole thing. If my rabbi could do this to me, then and and then they cover up the stuff in the community, then how can I trust Abaya and Rava? It's all a continuation. So the Gemara is BS, and they're anti-women, and they're they're fascist and socialists, and 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 um, a bunch of other words. Sickos, sickos, take away women's rights, and it's not much the opposite of the truth, which they themselves will change with our medicine. They'll change their attitude. You say, how do they change their attitude? Because we don't debate them. We heal them. It's cursing God and cursing God and cursing God and cursing God. Hashem gave me siyat of the Shemayim. It was doubting to Hashem. I said, I know, I can't say stop. I'll lose the kid. He'll run away. My job was to be Mekhar of him, not to make him run away. I'll be another Jewish guy who tells him, you can't talk like that. He knows he can't talk like that, according to us. He's in screaming pain. I want to come back to this, because I want to mention the ton of the Baal Yorava. That says the story of Rav Shemabayachai. And he heard somebody cursing God. Guy was in tremendous pain, stomach pain. He was cursing Hashem. So he went over to him and he said, why are you cursing Hashem? In parentheses, I would add that probably, I assume what it means is, if you're cursing Hashem, it means you believe in him, right? Cursing Hashem, you believe in Hashem. So why are you cursing Hashem? Why don't you daven to him that he should take away your sickness? Good advice. Why would you curse God for giving you the sickness? Ask him, if he's in charge, ask him to take it away. Right? So the guy says, to A guy, a regular guy, to we can't imagine the holiness of Rav He says, you're right. I dive into Hashem to take away my sickness and to give it to you. Shimon says, you're right. I deserve it. Mitzvahim say, he realized that I'm here to, to be, to be Mephias you. You see someone sick, you make them feel better. You don't give them Musr and Techacha and explain to them how to deal when they're in pain. It's not a time for that. That's not Bikr Chaylam, criticizing a Chaylam. And you're doing Bikr Chaylam wherever in your house, wherever the Chaylam is. This is now a hospital, you're doing Bikr Chaylam. And, and the Shekhinah is on the, on the head of the Kip. Because they're Chaylam. Okay, so going back to this guy, he's cursing Hashem, and I didn't know what to say. And I told him, I said, you know, I never met anybody that has such emuna like you. Probably since Avraham Avinu, there was nobody with such emuna Nashem and emuna Nashkacha Pratis like you. Because you really believe in God. And you really believe that everything bad that happened to you, and a lot of bad happened to him, I found that afterwards, whatever is causing you so much pain, you believe it came from Hashem to you directly. And you're angry at him. It's a relationship. He looked at me. You're talking about this kid started getting molested at eight years old. He started acting out. His father beat him, didn't know what to do with him. Nobody knew what to do with him. He got thrown out. He got so much rejection. At 13, he was thrown out. He was thrown out of rehabs. He was thrown out of psych wards. He lived in a truck. He was thrown out of people's houses. And here's the first time that he sees a guy, and he's a Jewish guy. He was right in the beginning when I met him, and he sees I'm not angry at him. I'm not taking God's side. I'm like, 
That's impressive. You have a relationship. You know, he, he's punching you since you were a kid, he's stabbing you. He sent the guy to molest you. I didn't know then it was molesting, but I, he sent your pain and you're hurt. I would also. Like, why are we judging anybody, right? He told me, I never thought of that. This boy, within a few months, with months, was completely Shemitah Mitzis. He got married, Shemitah Mitzis. So we want them to be comfortable to ooze out who they are and what they are. And we have another consequence. All of a sudden now, instead of being inside during the Shabbos, they're at the Shabbos table and they come out and they're not comfortable at the Shabbos table and they don't like noise. And you have other kids and kids make noise. First of all, you don't invite any guests. Guess any guest that they don't want is off the table. Again, this is temporary. And it's until they get healthy enough that they're okay with the guests. When will they get healthy? It's up to Hashem, but it's based also on your establishment, like everything else. You can speed it up. The more trip bombs, trip bomb trip, the more they're okay with the neighbors and this and that, unless there's a neighbor that looks down, is judging, or, or gets quiet, or gets weird around them, makes them feel weird, then absolutely not. But the quicker that you do your job, the more normal they get. But right now, I had a, fa- a parent that asked me a question. So every time, we always have guests, and every time we have guests, my kid goes, down, down to the basement or to the room. Kids should not be in basements. Goes to their room and, and, and doesn't come for the meal. When we don't have guests, the kid comes to the meal. What should we do? So yeah, I see all the TP trained people are laughing. or like, what a stupid question. What a dumb question. But we have to be kind to people who are not TP trained. We have to say nicer. What a stupid question. You have a chayla at home. Chayla can come out, which is the step towards getting healthy and to fabrain with you. Or even if it was a physical chayla, even if it was the, the kid is sick, the kid has pneumonia. The doctor says that if anybody's in the house, they can't come. So you might guess and you tell your kid to stay in their room and you wait, I'm so good, I bring them chilling. Nuts. Same thing. It's pushed. So we do everything. And not only that, we don't have guests even before we're in the situation where they don't come out if guests are there, but they do come out if guests are not there. We don't have guests. And then after a while, whether it's weeks or months, they realize this, they end up coming out. And you know what it feels like? You hear, you hear people happy and you hear the clinging of the forks and the night and you hear the singing and everyone's happy and you're depressed in your room. And you're different than everyone. Everyone's having a good time. You're laughing and the kids running and you're entertaining. You're entertaining while your kid's dying. And they, it pushes them further. They blast the music, right? And never, not TP trained, not TP trained parents get upset at that. And they say, what are you doing? You're staring our Shabbos. You don't know how to deal with the patient. You're, you're annoying the patient. You're staring them. You're making them become rebellious, which they're not by nature. Exact opposite of what you do. And then you get angry at your, mistreatment of the patient. And you've all been there. Do the wrong thing. They respond because they're in pain. Then we get angry at them. And now we have a problem. And that's that's the answer to your question. I took a little bit of a long way because I felt that there's a lot of other points that we need to describe. She's at the Shabbos table. is the greatest simcha in the world. Everybody needs to be trained. It's not life as usual, but we have a chayla here. It's not. You make food that she likes. You get her involved with the menu. If, she, if you can get her to cook or to order stuff, that's what it is. If she doesn't like the smell of fish, you, you eat sushi. You eat even, and there's no rub in the world that will tell you that you have to eat whatever it is. We had someone here in group. He was sitting over here. He says, 
My kid gets disgusted from meat. He's a vegetarian and he can't be around on the table if there's meat. So I said, so don't eat meat. He says, Shabbos. What about my other kids? Shabbos, you have to eat meat. I said, tell your other kids that Hashem doesn't want us to eat meat. Ratz and Hashem is not to eat meat because we have to save your brother's life. Imagine if he was allergic. He's allergic to meat. Shabbos, we have to control him. Chamim. I told him, what is it? It's the kibbeh. I said, tell your other kids, you're not going to lose out. Thursday night, I'm taking you out for Fleischig's. Matzah Shabbos, I'll take you out for Joseph's Dreamburger Fleischig's. Sunday night, I'll take you out. I'll take them out every night for Fleischig's. Dafka Shabbos, that's not the same. No, it's not the same. You have a chayla to save. And you know how you know that you're successful? When he's going to be okay, that even if he's a vegetarian, everybody else can eat meat. Because this goes away when it's treated. And the treatment is teepee. In the beginning, we make them comfortable. So we have access. So they're around. And when you're just around your family, we had this family that had 12 people there and a girl in the middle in her underwear or in her tank top that's basically the tummy open and sleeveless. And everybody's just normal. How you doing? What's doing? We didn't sing smears. We sing it after she's gone. We don't do the Jew food. We don't do this. We just have a nice time, a nice Thanksgiving party meal. For two hours, she's there. She got friendly with everybody. As if she's fully dressed. We don't, we don't say, don't talk like that. Don't bring the subject up. All of that goes out the window. We make her happy. Ratzin Hashem. You're not sure? Ask your Rav. Ratzin Hashem. Make them happy. Draw them in. Give up your ruchnias and your, and your children's ruchnias. And it's temporary. First of all, it's temporary to save them. And also, then they leave. And then you could sing. You can go and you could sing. You can go to sleep on your bed. And you could sit on your bed and you could sing. And if they're going to hear you, don't sing loud. Sing very low. Go to, into a closet and say, Hashem is going to look at you. He's going to, the most beautiful smears. I'm sacrificing my normal Life, because I have to save my kid. Anything that bothers them, we don't do. Don't make them shteltsu, don't make them shteltsi, don't make them conform, don't make them uncomfortable. Don't bring anybody in that's going to look down at them or make them feel uncomfortable. That's a setback. And again, we're doing this for a matara. It's not forever. And even if it is forever, you have to do that. Not to cause them pain, not to push them into the ground, not to push them into drugs, not to let them feel, you know, how many kids say, I can't stay home for Shabbos. Can't stay over Shabbos, so they got to find places. And sometimes they find good places, which means a a person that's not going to hurt them. And a lot of times they get stuck, yeah, and they get date raped and they get molested and they get um, all kinds of disgusting stories. Why aren't they home? Because we have to have company, because we have to sing Zmiris. I love Zmiris. I feel so bad that you can't sing Zmiris. It's the nicest thing. Some kids love Zmiris. That's okay. But if it bothers them, it's a rash, they're allergic. We have kids that in the beginning, you can't say nu-nu to them. If you wash and you say nu-nu, nu-nu, you can't do it. You talk out. Ask your rub if you have to wash again. We have, we have Paiskim that say even the Milushman Asher. You don't say nu-nu. Ah, 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 nu-nu. It, it makes them crazy. It makes them nuts at that stage. A couple of months later, after TP with the gift bombs flowing and the family lifting them up and a couple of ball games and a couple of trips and go to Cancun, we heal them. We just change their mindset from the inside. It doesn't bother them. That's how you know you're successful. So now, the whole family has to understand that we're on a mission to save this kid. And this kid has dysfunction. 
that's because of trauma and has called cuckoo. And if we don't treat it properly, it's going to escalate. And if we treat it properly, then it's going to de-escalate. Not necessarily now, over time. Erev Shabbos is a good time to give a gift bomb, inter-sibling bombs, which I have a whole subject on that, fixes like miracles. If the younger kids who she's fighting with, Erev Shabbos bought her, I baked you cookies with a little thing, I love you so much. And, and everybody understands that we don't, we don't fight back, we don't argue, and, and she's the queen. She's the queen. Put her in, 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 a, in a big chair and a crown on her head at this point of her life. But everybody needs attention. It's plenty of time in the day for everybody. And right now we got to save her life. The other ones, it's also, it's going to impact them. And like you're going to hear from so much testimony of siblings, it's going to be, as a Hashem, you'll help them be Ahmed bin Asayan. You learn time of devourer with them. That's why I sent it out today. That's why I send it every Sunday. Learn time of devourer. It's five minutes and inculcate them with the idea that Baruch Hashem, we're healthier and we can go ahead and never, never do, um, I call it abusive chinuch on your other kids because that will, that's a trauma for them. Like, oh, she can walk around naked. And if I have my inch made, my this, you're going to go scream at me? Abusive, regular chinuch you can do. And you can do anything that's kind, that, that's extra, you can do. You can pick them up from recess, take them out private time for lunch. You can take them out at night on trips, bowling or whatever. You could be super nice to them. You could spoil them a little bit also. You don't have to do anything bad. You don't have to do anything extreme. Each one can feel according to what they need, that they should just feel, Mami, Tati, love me. And you're going to have the quote that, that our dear Chesky said, which is going to be released soon. For some of you, you'll, you already could find it by the time you get this video, where he said, I saw the way my parents treated my brother, and I realized if I ever needed anything, I have the best parents in the world. This is how they'll treat me. And they shtied from it. Family, they went to Chinuch, and they went into, they shtied from it. So that's the answer. The answer is, number one, we don't make mistakes. We never, ever tell a kip, don't say this, don't do this, this is wrong. Once you start going down that road, It'll aggravate them. It'll you'll ruin you'll ruin the the present and the future. Everybody else in the family, you make a mavater chart every time they give in and they let her sit in the seat or they start whatever. You give them a star. You give them a wink. You reward them, and you and over time they will learn. Like the Nova Mitzgareba was made. He gave testimony because he followed parents. He didn't just say speak. He sent parents to me. Followed them. He said. The other kids will steig from the experience of having such a child. If you have mother and father, both TP, no fighting. They're both on the same page. They're edel. They become kind. They become generous. They become giving for the kid and for everybody. The kids say, I have, I have different parents. I have parents who are sensitive, intuitive, understanding of me. They don't say, why did you do that? They don't say all the stupid stuff that... That that maybe people told us 30 years ago that don't work on any kids today. Buy any regular Chinuch parenting book and just do it. Kindness, no criticism, no rejection, building, boosting. I'm on your side. I'm on your team. I'm your friend. I'm with you. Yeah, friend. That's what the tzaddikim say. COVID, the Yedidus, for all the kids. Very, very little small daicha, if any. Very little rejection, punishment, consequences. doesn't work. And I could teach you, I have speeches on how to get them to become better by, by boosting them, by making them feel malchustic and better without making them feel bad. No yelling, no screaming. Throw out all those tools. And in the beginning, like I said, the Chavetz Chaim is going to feel so, Avi, you're taking away all my tools. 
all my good stuff, the looks, the screaming, the put downs, stay home, all of that. Those are all my great chinuch tools. What are you doing to me? You're stripping me of all my chinuch tools. Those are never chinuch tools. Those are human, angry people, frustrated, anxiety, too much work, not enough pay tools. Lachat's tools. Lachat's parenting. Pressure parenting. Angry parenting. That's all it is. Nobody, nobody wants that recorded and shown at the Torah Mesorah Convention on video. This is how to deal with a challenging situation. Nobody feels that that's really right. And the proof is that if there's any guests there, you find lots of nicer ways of dealing with the same issues. You only do that in private, where somehow it's okay to abuse your children. It's abusive. Do regular parenting on the regular kids. Kind. If you feel like stuff, you're getting upset or you need to punish, wait a week. Say, I'm going to think about it. We're going to pick a consequence. Let them pick a consequence. You know, you didn't listen to me. I have to punish you because I'm your father and I love you. So what punishment would you want? And you'd be surprised. Sometimes something that for you is an easier punishment that you would have given, for them it's a nightmare. Like you'll stay upstairs in your room. For some kids is the worst. They'd rather you stab them. Other kids missing an event or not not coming to a, a whatever. Let them choose if they have to choose. And sometimes you can let them think of the punishment. They'll come up with very good stuff. Even You'll be surprised. And how to punish regular kids is a different story. But you can't afford to do abusive parenting. By the Heart of Parenting by Ramesha Don Kestenbaum. Beautiful little book by, by Chinuch, by, by Rabbi Brizak, by Nesive Chinuch. Small five, six, seven chapters in the beginning. Regular Chinuch on the other kids. And focus on inter-sibling bombs. Focus on it. It'll help the whole family is going to move up out of the dark ages of Anger and criticism and rejection and pain and put downs to baking in love, baking a family in just good feeling. And you know how you're successful when the, all of the kids, all of their friends say, I like coming to you. You see a calm, kind person, Tati sitting, no angry fathers. Angry fathers are, that's from the 50s and 60s. Nobody wants to see an angry father. Tense, anxious, that's not leading. And if you feel you're anxious and tense, take out a Tehillim, say a capital, calm yourself down. Say, I'm going to Davin, come back calm. I spoke to Hashem, I feel better. That's Chinuch. Chinuch is like, you know, so much noise here, whatever. I feel, I need a break. I'll be back in five minutes. Maybe take some vodka. Just kidding. Smoke some weed. Just kidding. Take it to Tehillim. Do somatic experiencing. Do some self-therapy. So my children that Hashem blessed me with, I have to be calm. I'm going to be calm to them. I'm going to be nice to them and hug them and make them feel loved and do all the tricks that we have. And by Ezra's Hashem, a few months, I feel that your problem will be majorly solved. 50% better and on the way more. I hope that I answered your question. Consequence of yeah. DP is we have to know how to deal with them when they're out of the room they're with us and they're in bad moods when they're in talkative moods not geschmack you can do it it's she is on the way to healing <laughs>